and you have to fulfill your own like dream as well. Like I don't think being like, you know, this big pop star is going to make you feel any better about yourself generally. It's just about like what is good for you? How are you going to feel good about it? If you're happy doing bar gigs and stuff like that, awesome. I I'd feel that way too. I'll get to like a Sunday and be like, sick, I can like play for three hours and just do some random stuff, you know, and I'm kind of happy with that. First time I met you was probably about I think you were early twenties yeah. at that point. Yeah. And you were introduced to me as a musician. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. It never really crossed my mind what that involves, what what being a musician actually entails. And yeah. And when I was talking to Stace about this, that you guys are committed to having to always constantly be doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. There's very little opportunities to be working anywhere else other than just as a solo artist, right? Yeah, yeah. Like as a designer, I've always found, okay, you can say that I'm a graphic designer, I'm an illustrator, this or that. Um, Any visual artist, you can work for someone else. You can Mm. work for any company, Mm -hmm. get a job, just clicking buttons, doing that. Yeah. But once you're committed to being a musician, there's always that underlying uh, aspect of having to just Well, it's it's the hustle, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like in Australia, especially, it's like, you have to hustle. You have to have to be doing something all the time, you know? And it's like, uh, that's what gets me. But I guess now I kind of work for people because I like agencies and things so you can, they get you gigs and yep. kind of stuff like that. But yeah, it is a constant battle, I guess you could say of like always needing to do something. And a lot of it's not even necessarily music related. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Well, I think now because I, I take on a lot of the responsibility of like doing my own videos and like doing all the content and like, you know, which mm. requires, yeah, video editing, audio editing, shit like that, which I'm not, I don't think I'm great at, but you kind of have to. It's just learn along, along the way. Yeah. Because like, another thing that I've always just kind of got me thinking with musicians is that you have, so there are some that are just talented and there are some that's creative and that, that'll be the same, I think, in, in all mm. uh create creativity yeah. and all um those those outlets is that you can have skill mm. um and you can also be creative with what it is that you do so with music there's for those that are novice and starting out you know you've decided that you want to pursue music you have some underlying skill you can play an instrument you can sing mm-hmm. but the creative part of it is something that you don't necessarily need to have to be yeah, successful. maybe these days especially. <clears throat> yeah, I feel I'm, like for me, I was like, yeah, I had that what you would call like talent, natural talent or something. But you don't, that doesn't really make a difference because when you start, you're still green, you know? Yeah. It's like anything, but like you called like a noob, <laughs> you know? And you have to then play with other people and go through some shit before you actually can consider yourself like good yeah and when you're saying going through some shit that's having to also show you know as a you got to do a lot of cover art right just to show that this is this is my skill set um not so much how i can creatively express and sometimes that can unlock things (laughs) as well like playing other people's songs and singing other people's songs because you're like oh and then you actually get an idea of what you want to do yeah which i feel like that's what i did and i think being like you know a late teen early 20s you you got this like 
bravado, this cockiness about you, you know, yeah. which kind of has to be punched. Kind of, you need it. You need it, you yeah. need it, but also like I think me playing with like people that are ten years older than me, it was good to have that because they're like settle down, <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. I feel like you need that. Otherwise, I, but that's maybe like the artist mindset of just like I'm the I'm the best, I'm the star, and then that's what gets you going. Yeah, you know, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but it is like a tall poppy thing as well in Australia. It's like if you act like bigger than life, people just like, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. 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 So also with that, when you had decided that you were going to pursue music, Mm. was it something that you, you you were, you were all in from day one, right? I mean, like I know you, you you started playing music um, pretty early on, early teens. Mm. And it's that sort of commitment where once you've decided that you want to get into music, there's, Going back to other creative pursuits, mm. I'm saying that you can work on it, your personal projects on the side while you are working for someone else. But with music, there is always that having to do it strictly just for yourself. Yeah. So yeah. when you've decided that you're going to be a musician, a professional mu- musician, is there that, um, I guess, that forethought and the foresight to be like, this is what I have to do mm. for the rest of my life or at least for the foreseeable future. I feel like when you start, you don't think that. But as time goes on, it becomes this thing of like, I can't give up because once you give up, then it's done. Or once you stop putting the effort in, you know, like you can do something for 10 years and it's like, oh, if I haven't become famous in 10 years, then I'll just give up. Yeah. And I feel that's the mentality. But it's like, no, you can just keep doing the same you don't, shit. You don't, you there's doing. no comeback stories, is there? No. And that's the thing. Like, it, you know, you even watch like shows like The Voice and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's always someone on it. It's like, this is my last chance, you know? And they're like 30. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like I was listening to a podcast about John Farnham the other day. And I yeah. didn't know this, but he... Only, I mean, he was famous when he was a lot younger, but during his like 20s and 30s, he just plateaued like a lot. And it wasn't until he was like in his late 30s that he released like Whispering Jack, like yeah. the You're the Voice album. The one. And then he became huge. Same with like Dara Braithwaite and stuff like that. They were like in their late 30s. So I feel <laughs> like all this shit about like having to do it when you're young, it doesn't matter. Nah, it's a different game though because that's another mm. thing. When you think like the in the 80s, there were a lot of those middle-aged men that came up. You, they, mm. they, don't, they don't exist anymore. Man. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, you had your Daryl Braithways, yeah, your John Farnham's, uh, Michael Bolton, Robert Palmer, you know, all <laughs> yeah. those. They, you can't... But you never know, you, maybe they're coming back. <laughs> maybe, I mean, the industry just doesn't really allow for it, right? Like all yeah. the, the, the dads that are in mm. the game these days, yeah. the, you know, I don't even know, it was like Jay-Z. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Right? They're, still, yeah. they're still youthful. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. I feel, especially for women as well, because it's like you have to be young and, you know, like have lots of energy and real supple, you know, like, and it's just bullshit because it's, it's just not, like, it's not about the music. All the people really. that I play with are, you know, 30 in their 30s and like better than ever, you know? Yeah. But it's just what's considered like, fresh and new and there's no there's no real late bloomers is there really in the music game like it's something that you've just Mm. you've done Mm -hmm. for a while whereas other creative pursuits it could be something that like you know what fuck it i want to this is what i want to do where you know you've been grinding working in a um you know you're 95 and then you reach 40 um and you just like i've always loved to to build things with my hands i've Mm. always loved to to sculpt 
yeah. uh, to, to paint and then you can do that. Yeah, yeah. And you do <laughs> always find that too. Like people who have retired, they're like, oh, I actually like drawing. I've liked drawing for the past 30 years, but I've just gone, eh, I haven't been, haven't had time for it. Yeah. But I think that's like, that's what you want, you know? Yeah, man. It's, 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 a, it's, that's what I think that being a musician really sets it apart from all the other creative pursuits is that it is something that, like you were saying, that you just got to grind from, mm. from early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no, the let up, would it just be, you think it would be more of a, a fear-based thing? Yeah, I think so. I feel like for me, like I am busy doing my thing and stuff, but there is times where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like life, you know, you like, you go to work or whatever, like doing a day job and then you come home and you're just like watching TV. You're just like, is this like life? Dude. It's like, what am I doing? But I feel like everyone has that, that thing, you know? You're approaching, you're, you're approaching 30, wait till you get to 40, man. And yeah. And like, yeah. it's not so much pondering that, but then just full blown almost shitting yourself mm. when you're like, fuck, is this life? Yeah. Is this what am I going to do with this? But then you like Start accept it, you know, at the same time. You're just like, oh, well, this is what everyone does. I don't think anyone that you see on Instagram fucking like jet sitting all over and doing all this cool shit is actually like thinking any different than me, <laughs> you know? Nah, that's, that's something that I found as well. Like it's, it's almost inherent with creatives is that um, unless you have this overinflated ego that there is a, a, a deep sense of imposter syndrome mm. with a lot of it, you always Big feel time. like, yeah, that you're always... You don't really belong at the level that you're. you're Even coming at. on the podcast, I, you sent me a message being like, "Oh, do you want to be involved?" And I was like, "I don't think I'm that interesting," you know. And I, I really believe that. I was just like, oh, "I don't know if I've like got anything to like say, any like wisdom to impart," you know. Yeah, I think that's man. That that's that has been a common thread with all the people that um, mm. I've approached. All the was I'm starting off just speaking with friends and yeah friends that, that have been around and, and doing their thing for for a while yeah and they're just like oh, i don't know man i don't think i've got much to share i was like dude are you serious like <laughs> and that was that was one of the the things that i wanted um all you guys to think about was like you know you've gone along this journey you've you've been doing it for a while at least 10 plus years yeah and what are the things that you've learned um in that time because there has been progression there has been progress yeah. right so yeah. There's, you know, I'm not sure if I mentioned you, but what I found was that a lot of these um, creatives that they, from early on, they uh, have a benchmark. They're looking up to people that have Mm. achieved that level of success or accomplishments that um, that they want to reach as well. And as they're, they're working towards that, those idols or those others that they've that they've looked up to are also progressing so that mm. bar is forever moving along and moving up so you're always chasing a goal that is ahead of you is that carrot <clears throat> yeah um, and you never give yourself the time to reflect and look back and say shit i've actually done quite i a think lot. that's the thing yeah you're yeah constantly comparing yourself to everyone else yeah, yeah. and yeah. unlike other pursuits like let's just say if you know like sports for example where there are definitive metrics to say that you have uh superseded the people that mm. that have come before you you know yeah, yeah. like you've taken inspiration from others that they've they've set the path and whether it be you know you've won more championships you've won more or you just just it's a numbers game yeah there's no so stats in music. there's no stats in music yeah. i mean there are there are some there are some awards but you know a lot of those are just just vanity metrics as well so yeah yeah but not- even like you know number of songs that you've released or albums and stuff it's like 
you could have released 10 or just one really fucking good one, one really good one yeah it's yeah. like jeff buckley he only released like one album and yeah it's like that's considered to be like and he's legendary yeah exactly so yeah that's kind of cool with um most of the people that would know you as in mm. uh following you on on the socials yeah would have come across you from the voice probably yeah <laughs> yeah probably would you say that that has helped or was it a hindrance not a hindrance. I met some cool people, but it didn't, it always wasn't going to go the way that you think it's going to go. Yeah. Like I think people who don't know music and they just, you know, just general people, nine to five people, um, they see it because it's on TV. They're like, oh my God, wow. Like, yeah. and every time someone sees me out, they're just like, how, like, wh- you must be like doing some crazy shit. Like, how was this? And you must be hanging out with Guy all the time, <laughs> you know? And it's not really like that. At the time, it's kind of like, it's a bit of fun and everything. What, but I'd been doing it for like music for ages, so I didn't go into it being like, this is my chance, you know? Like, Yeah, that was the thing because it did. It surprised me when I heard that you were going to go on it mm. um, because you're already on a bit of a trajectory. You were doing your own thing and you were yeah. finding a bit of success there. Yeah. Um, what, what were your expectations going into that? I don't know. I, all I wanted maybe, I mean, the thing with, music it's all about FaceTime you know you want people to just see your face and know who you are I mm. feel like for my 20s I've always had this feeling of like people don't know who I am really even like in the small Melbourne music mm. industry I feel like I've just been this kind of like oh I'm doing gigs here and there but I feel like no one really knows me so I think maybe it was like a it was a vanity thing as well for me as well to be like here I am everyone yeah. you know <laughs> which is maybe not the right reason to do it but I think I had something, so I just thought, why not do it? You did it well, like, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. But I feel like everyone does it and why not just give it a go? Yeah. Because you never know when it's going to stop because I feel like it did, like Idol was a thing then it stopped and then it was like X Factor that stopped yeah. and I was just like, oh, mm, maybe not the right thing for me. But yeah, it just happened to be a thing. I think I got I got poached by someone from the show and I kind of messaged a friend and I was like, oh, should I do it? And she was just like... What have you got to lose? You know? Yeah. So I just thought, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And man, I was, I was, uh, I remember watching it and I was, um, I was happy that they uh, saw the talent much like everyone else has. So, so it, it made me feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm all, I wasn't just blowing smoke up his ass because <laughs> like the first time I, I, I don't know, it was probably, when, when did you, when, when did you go to London? When was that? Uh, in 2015. 2015. So I was 21 then. 21 and 2015. Yeah. So I'm just trying to work out the timelines because I remember it, it was it was a few years from when um, I met you to when I first heard you perform and it was at the that that farewell. Oh that farewell yeah. Gig. I it think that was the first. Down. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah. And um, dude, I was impressed. I was actually it was it was kind of really eye opening to to hear you sing because. It was it was fucking good. It was really good. Thanks, man. Um, so when then when you're on the voice, uh, and for those that would be seeing this, four chairs, yeah, four chairs turned, mm. two blocks. I think that, that yeah, I it's always a good thing to say, like oh, you know, when because everyone's been on the voice, <laughs> you know, they go oh yeah, this person turned, I went for that, and it's good to be able to be like yeah, I could. nailed it, man. That's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight. Up. So when <sighs> you. Pretty unfortunate to have gone through that audition, that process, and then 
um, than COVID. Well, that's the thing. And yeah. I, I feel like I blame it too much maybe, but it came at a time where it was kind of like ruined it. Yeah. If it was like the next year or the year before. It, it really just took the been, air out of it, didn't it? It did. Like we mm. were just doing performances to like empty rooms where there's usually like 300 people just going, you know, so it was kind of weird. And you would have had the leg up with that as well, having played uh, played live a fair bit. Well, it felt normal to me for sure. Yeah. I think because we, you know, you have like in-ears and stuff, like in-ear monitors, there's no monitors on stage, so you can't really hear anything. Yeah. If you had them out, you just hear like the band playing. So you've got in-ears, which I'm used to do, like using, so that was fine. I was thinking just more from like um, the, the pressure. But even that, yeah. yeah. But I think being on TV and cameras and all that stuff is a whole different thing. And yeah. I think they kind of like artificially like hype you up as well. They're like, yeah. you've got one chance, like, you know, don't fuck this up kind of thing. <laughs> you're like, it's never really like that. Because when you do a gig, you're just like, oh, whoops, I sang a wrong note. Oh, well, no one's going to hear this again. And that's it's also, that's kind of part of it though. That's, yeah. that's, that's why people go just to yeah, hear, yeah, yeah. Just hear, the, hear a live performance just to, you know. Because it's not very often that it's just what you get one chance and it's filmed and recorded and that's it. Yeah. Even at a gig, it's like you can do something weird and, <clears throat> and someone might hear it from an audience perspective and be like, oh, that was a bit weird, but it's like, but the rest of it was sick, you know? It was maybe that one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because what, I think it was um, eight episodes. I don't know, it, was, it was only a handful. And they yeah. kind of just fast-tracked that whole, that whole season. Pretty much. There was lots of times where like, I met lots of people on the show that were, didn't get any, you know, viewing at all. Like they yeah. did their song and they went through the same shit that I did, all this like rehearsing and like going to this and like, doing this stuff and feeling stressed about it mm. and they get to the the show and it's like one line of it and they're like yeah sweet that was it yeah <laughs> and they're like what the hell like i just went through all this shit and i spent like months and months doing this stuff and then you know didn't so, get anything out of it so is there some sort of like alumni because you said that you've you've managed to meet you know some pretty creative people and mm. and um you know you've just the whole networking part of it is there a collective and alumni the people that you can call on yeah yeah Definitely. I mean, there's lots of people all over, which is kind of handy. Um, some people who don't do music anymore, really. Yeah. There's one guy who went into acting and now he, he, he's on Home and Away. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's probably like the... That's how it goes. The, yeah, like the dream story from that, you know? But he came from Perth and I think his whole thing was like, I'm moving to Sydney and this is going to be my thing. This is it, yeah. And he nailed it and it's like the best thing ever. But yeah, lots of people still do music and they come down to Melbourne sometimes and we catch up, so... It's that I think that was the thing out of the voice that helped, you know. Yeah. But yeah, COVID was the thing. Like I didn't really get the chance to do any like corporate gigs because I think after that it's kind of like you can do a show at like the Palladium for like some big event and they pay you like whatever you want kind of thing. Yeah. But I just didn't get that. Like maybe no for the events. first year it's kind of like you can do that and then if it works, you know. But I was kind of already doing that stuff, so it didn't really matter. I yeah. Guess. But there is a point of like. A bit of sourness because you're just like, oh, what could it have been, you know? What could it have been? What could it have been? Yeah. But man, with um, with the looking, you know, pre that opportunity and post that opportunity, yeah. Was were there any? Was there any? I guess like uh, crossroads or pivotal moments in there. So if you were to take that out, would the trajectory look much like what it is right now? Yeah, I feel like it would. Yeah, I feel like in the years after that. It's, it feels pretty normal because before I did that, what I'd like moved overseas and I was doing music over there and just traveling and like enjoying life like normal, came back and I, yeah, I did like a contract on Hayman Island or whatever, just playing yeah. music and I did that for four months, normal, you know, just 
practicing, getting better. And then after I got back to Melbourne, it was just that more gigs, more this, more that, getting better, better, better. So I don't think it made much of a difference apart from the occasional person being like, oh, hey, man. You oh, know? That's cool. So I, I think I don't hang everything on that, which I feel like lots of people do. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that kind of helps that you already had something going on before that. Yeah, really. yeah. And I think that's the thing that helped me through that and helps me now because I'm just like, this is just what I do. There's not this like, I have to do it or else I can't. It's just, it's always going to be a part of me even if I don't do it professionally, but I don't see myself not doing it professionally, you know? I Man, that's the thing. Like I never, you never really struck me as anyone that, um, that was necessarily, correct me if I'm wrong, but like mm. necessarily concerned about the, what if this doesn't work? It's always yeah. been... Um, all right, cool. Let's just let's just kind of like. I think it. that's the thing. Yeah, I think lots of people grow up with this whole like, music is like not a real job. Even like when I started doing music, it was like, you tell people, oh yeah, I'm a musician. Oh yeah, but what do you like actually do? What do you actually do? <laughs> and yeah. that's I think that's a creative thing in general. But like nowadays, you you just like yes, I can make a living out of it, and I do. I feel like it's always like you know your parents being like, oh, can you support yourself? And it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And man, that, that's that's also like, you know, when you're having that um, with that creative mindset uh, versus just the the more rudimentary kind of nine to five mm. um, or not even creative mindset. I think this when you're trying to pursue any kind of any kind of passion that is unconventional mm. um, for those that are around you, they might not necessarily think in the, the same the same way or have that same wavelength. And, you know, they they want the best, but mm. for them, the best usually means security. Yeah, and, I guess it's what they, they know to be the best, what works for them. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've done the nine to five thing. I've like worked some shit fucking jobs, man. Like in factories, like pick packing things and like washing dishes when I was in London. Like I've done all that stuff and I hate it. And I feel like yeah. when I was overseas, I was kind of like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Those okay, so like outside of those roles, they're they're jobs. Yeah, right. I don't. And you have to do them. People do them, and I think that's great. And I, I'm glad that I did it. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. Of course, of course. Like that's that's look. It it's it's a way of making money to sustain mm. the rest or your, your livelihood. Of course, no problem. Um, but in terms of a career and the longevity. Of those ones, they're they're taxing, right? That's just yeah. something that is rudimentary every day, mm. going in and grinding. And you yeah. know, a lot of people would choose to switch off f- during work hours. Mm. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to dedicate any energy. They just want to go in there, yeah. click some buttons, move some shit, and mm. then mm-hmm. get home and then just chill. Yeah, you know, chill out and then enjoy the downtime. It's all about um, getting out of that as quickly as possible mm-hmm. to enjoy the downtime yeah. <clears throat> and not really maximizing on, on the hours. Yeah, because what, you're just you're exchanging hours of your life for money just That's so you can exactly survive it. so then you can spend hours of your life just chilling, you know? Yeah. But I feel like even with the my creative process, it's like it takes all that time to maybe get me into a stage where I can work and every time I'm doing like eight hours a day of something, like I still do a day job now, which I like, but even then I'll, it'll be like Tuesday afternoon. I'm kind of like, oh, I could be home doing literally anything else i could just be playing guitar yeah. which is like then could spark a song which then who knows what you know so i think that's the thing like i think it's awesome you know you see lots of famous people who like did really shitty jobs and then they became who they were yeah. so i don't i don't take that for granted for sure but it's like i'm always halfway through going 
you know, like I'm wasting my time here. There's, there is that because, you know, like the, your, your path isn't really drawn up. Mm. Um, it's, it's just there for you to kind of, to, to mold and to create yourself, right? So yeah. you've got to constantly be making those decisions like what, how do I best utilize the time here? And sometimes like the time is best utilized just by sitting around and just doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And it is really easy to overcommit. I feel like I've always just been like a yes man, just like, yeah, cool, I'll do this. I'll continue work an extra day. Because yeah, when, sure. when else, like when, when are these, what, what happens if these opportunities were just to, to dry up? You know, that's the, the fear of like... Music things or work things? Uh, well, kind of, well, both. I mean, like the, the work things are probably always going to be there, but with the music yeah. one. I mean, I've always said that like, um, I don't even know. <laughs> well, no, I think I, yeah, I've always thought that I'm not good at anything else which I think is a bit of a cop-out. I think that's just like what people say. Yeah. But that's that's more like of a, a driving force for me, being like, I'm not going to do anything else. I may as well just do this right, you know? So if it dried up, I, I guess I would still be doing it. But I don't know what that means in 10 years, you know? Like, is the world going to exist in 10 years? I don't know. Is like people going to be booking bands in 10 years? I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. Like that's that's why I feel like you just kind of just take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah, it, and you, no, you're absolutely right. Like with the when you're talking about um, having that, you know, the the creating that that pathway, mm. um, it's constantly doing one thing is going to be opening up opportunities for the next thing, and at some point, um, well, not at some point, but, but rather when when you stop actively working is when those opportunities are going to. Mm. to stop coming but when you were saying like you you know that you don't feel as though that you're you're good at anything else man i reckon for the most part a lot of people um are doing things that they're not necessarily best at anyway yeah you well know? you do it and then you get better i guess and it's like a you don't even notice it happening well yeah, no that's absolutely that but what i'm what i'm saying is that you're like if given the choice for most people that are they doing what it is that they want to do? Are they pursuing mm. what it is they want to do? Yeah, I would say most as would be no. Yeah, um, and they might be good at it, but it's 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 lacking any kind of um, any any passion. It's it's not bringing um, fulfillment mm. from what it is. So what they're doing, like you were saying, they're just dedicating the hours for remuneration. Yeah, but they might not necessarily themselves be um, best placed in those jobs mm. either. Yeah, you can like you can gain a skill from doing something day in, day out. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you go home feeling great about it, you know. So with your your music, naturally you're gonna be listening to a lot of music to mm. find inspiration and just to help you um, yeah. find your voice, so to speak. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Um, would you be would you look elsewhere for for inspiration that's outside of music? Because there's, I don't know much about music, but I know that when I would, I would have specific playlists mm. depending on the job, the type of job that I'm doing. Yeah. Because I know that it does elicit certain kind of emotions that I want to inject into the work mm. that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what, that's what I get out of music. That's a value it has yeah. for me. But on the flip side, if you are a musician, what else do you turn to, to get inspired? I mean, you can just draw on life experience. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. And it's a tough one. I feel there are people who can like look at it like a 
a beautiful mountain vista and be like, oh, like it's come to me, you know? Yeah. But it's, I don't really see it like that. I guess it's like human interaction is a thing for me. Like I'll see something, like, oh, that could be cool and I'll like write it down, yeah. you know? But other than that, yeah, it is listening to music. But that's also like a double-edged sword because I feel like if you listen to enough music, it, it can inspire you, but then you kind of like, you have this mindset of everything's been done before. Like I'd like music from like the 60s and 70s, right? Which yeah. is just like, it's on the, it was on the cutting edge at the time. And I feel like lots of stuff has happened since then, but that's like, as a songwriter, that's like the epitome of songwriting to me from that era. So you listen to enough of it. And then as soon as you pick up a guitar, like play the keys or something, and you go, oh, that sounds like this. So then it stops you dead in your tracks. It happens all the time. So I feel like that's the only thing with, you know, maybe I should have another outlet or another like inspirational tool. But I feel like that's the, that's the thing that gets me, you know. Do you think that music has one particular, well, at least in, in, in pop music, mm. that there is a very tight specific formula? Yeah, well, definitely pop music because it's like, it's called like the pop form, you know. It's just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, you know, solo, <laughs> you know. And it's always the same. And that's how I hear music. Yeah. And... You, it's rigid it can't it, it at times like you can change it up like roy orbison is famous for like changing it up a lot he would just do like verse 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 <laughs> end, you know or like really weird timings of the bar like that's you can do that but i feel like because i've I'm, I'm grew up listening to that music i'm kind of like it has to be this it has to sound like this and it has to be correct which i feel like gets you stuck as well yeah well i mean as a visual artist you got to, well, you don't have to, but I suppose that what the way that you are going to draw any attention to mm. your work or, or for it to resonate um, is to do something different. Mm. And there's I, the when, you, when you're talking about like um, more popular works, okay, with in, in terms of visual works, yeah, they have often broken the mold. And they have set themselves a trend. Yeah. Um, but with pop music, it kind of feels as though that you can't do that. Like how many trends are there? There are know? anomalies, like, of course. Yeah, but how that, many times can you break the mold? I feel like music now, like pop music now, someone will come out with something that's like TikTok famous and everyone's like, wow, it's so different. But like you listen to it and it's got the same chords as like an old David Bowie song yeah, man. or a Michael Jackson song. And they, it's similar things to that. And people that don't know the music are kind of like, wow, it's so cutting edge, so different. But, you you know, you listen from another perspective and it's like, it's the same old shit. Yeah. So, that, I think that's hard because there's only 12 notes in the scale and that's what every song ever, apart from like, you know, microtonal music, which is a whole other thing. But like every song you've ever heard is just 12, one of 12 notes in, yep. diff in different sequences. It's like, how many times can you do that? And I feel that's the hard thing. And not you, infringing copyright. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is the thing now. It's like you can't yeah. not do that. <laughs> so yeah, I've, there are people who have like yeah broken the mold to to be who they are. I like to ask. I've got to probably ask that that question to AI. Like, what are <laughs> the what's what's the finite number of combinations? Any you know for for all songs? Yeah, yeah. Because like theoretically, there has to be. Right? Well, have you seen that video? It's like you know they play the same four chords and it's like fifty songs and they just like play the same thing. I, that I, axis of awesome thing, <laughs> like. If you haven't seen it, I'll link it to you. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I saw a thing with um, David Grohl when he was explaining. Like, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. He's, um, yeah, we're talking about how like he's actually not all that great. Mm. 
as a musician mm-hmm. and he says, this is how I play. And if you look at this particular beat, well, it's not so much the chords, but it was the um, drum beats. Yeah, yeah. And how he's basically taken it from this song, this musician, that, and, and it's just it's just the same rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah, well, that's, I feel like any music is just an amalgamation of like all the stuff you've heard before and going, oh, maybe this would be cool in this part and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what makes it fun is being able to just pluck things out and like, I don't think I'd, people aren't worried about yeah copyright in that regard. They're just like, I want to write a song that's like this in this style that has like the same lyrical content as that. And, yeah. and then you just go, Meh, and it like becomes something fresh and new. Yeah. But that's the thing. I can hear something that I've written. Like I wrote a song a while back and to me, I was like, oh, this sounds really cool and different. And I played it at a gig for the first time. And then I heard from, you know, a friend that was at the gig. They're like, oh, it's Dreams by like Fleetwood Mac because it had the same like movement. And I, I never thought of that. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's always someone else's ears that can put meaning into Man, it. And just subconsciously, when you're talking about when you're looking, listening to other music mm. for influence, for sure, that's just going to get embedded in there. Of right? course. Yeah. And like we'd be at the supermarket and whatever song it is that they're playing mm. in the background and I wouldn't even be conscious of it. I'll just come back home. I'm packing packing the shit and then i'll just be so playing that no where did that come from where did that come from yeah yeah um so and that's just just me there's someone that's not even musically inclined if you're listening to it and really getting embedding yourself in it mm-hmm. and trying to actively draw inspiration from it then yeah, yeah. You, you, how are you getting meant to help from that actually just influencing directly influencing yeah i feel like even sometimes i'll be writing something be like playing guitar i'm like yeah cool this sounds cool and then as soon as i hear another song that it sounds like i can't go any further because i'm like oh well it's oh, a song shit, you know even gone. though it could be like completely different mm. but it's like it's the worst thing ever because like you're always searching for meaning yeah. you're kind of like oh yeah cool oh okay no nah, i can't do that and you just have to put it down and start something else which i think is kind of fucking shit you know like so many songs are the same so why can't you what why why is that such a problem why do you think you it, it, it's such an issue in the music industry them being, I mean, I understand why it's necessary mm. to be protecting uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the copyright, um, but why why have it so tightly uh, protected that it's stripping away a lot of the um, the artistic freedom? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the age old question, really, because yeah. yeah, as we said, there's only a finite amount of combinations. Yeah, so there is going to be things that are the same, but I don't know, unless you're not like fully copying it. Yeah. But even then, like, as I said before, you can play, write something that you think is totally different and, you know, unique. And then someone will listen to it and be like, oh, no, it's that song. And you go, mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know that with, um, say, with doing some visual identities and, and branding, that mm. there is, it's just shapes, right? Essentially, just shapes and colors. Um, and there are some, there's, there's, there's a limit to how far you can protect a shape. You can't stop someone from using, say, for example, a blue square. Yeah. But there are certain uh, colors in the spectrum that, like, for example, uh, Cadbury's purple is mm. Cadbury's purple. Yeah. I don't know. I have, they're pretty militant about that too. Hey? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Much like how um, I think like a, I'm, I'm going to assume Coke as well with their, their red. Yeah. And I don't know how well they protect it, how many degrees either side, because it's mm. a spectrum, right? Like there's this infinite shades. Budding's green, <laughs> you know? That might be a thing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but with music that... Um, I remember, was it the... 
the who was it? Was it the um that kookaburra sits? That oh, that was um land down under. Land down under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ding, ding, dugga, ding, dugga, dugga, Dude, dugga, dugga. I I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. Like, I I never knew that either. Maybe I didn't know that other than that children's song. But I'm like. That's some kind of bullshit. That's like, that's like, man, come on. And they yeah. lost. They had to pay. They like, had to. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I think Ed Sheeran as well. And like, um, who else was it? It was like a Marvin Gaye song. And it had this like similar drum beat. Mm. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, that's a very common thing. But it's just a different song. It's, it's just a different, a different song. song, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if the, the final piece is going to be different and it's resonating with different people, it means something else to them. It's a different, different mm. thing altogether. But that's the thing, like, producers especially and writers and that they go in with like okay we're gonna write a we're gonna write a Marvin Gaye song today and you go okay cool like you set a brief and then you do it and I think that's what happened in that regard I think they're pretty similar I forget what song it is but they it's like oh no it's Ed Sheeran um and let's get it on um and it's the same chord same movement and everything and I think he didn't have to pay or maybe he did I don't know but like it's that you go in with a brief and that's the thing and you can write the same song but it's have you got briefs like that yeah, I think you go into it with like it's hard when I'm by myself because I'm just like you just whatever comes out comes out. Or you like I'm gonna write myself a Marvin Gaye song. Pretty much, yeah, you, <laughs> and it it does help because you're just like okay, cool. You're, yeah. just, you're hitting the brief, you're ticking boxes, and that's and you have to see music like that sometimes just as like a you know just a process. Yeah. Mm. With um, you know, with when you started, you started seeing what early teens, mid teens, mm. kind of thing. Yeah. What would happen if you had a particular voice that was suited to a genre that you didn't really like? Mm. And then, you know, like if, is it, is it something that you will, will you try to, will will you just naturally gravitate towards it because you have that skill in that? Mm. That's a weird one, actually. I feel like there's so many singers that don't do the, Thing that they should be doing you know yeah. like i've i've always just had a, a voice that suits what i do which is kind of lucky mm. but you know i definitely couldn't see myself doing like metal or anything but i don't know if that's something that you just have or if you have to learn it i feel like some people probably do have that yeah no i'm lucky that i can just... or it could just be a matter of then just like using what you have and then injecting a different quality into the genre that you like yeah i think it might have helped that i have done lots of covers because I've just done a lot of different things and I'm yeah. going, okay, I can do this, can do that. But like, I'd better hone in on what this is that man, I do. Man, your, your, your range is, it's pretty impressive. Like you will go from doing a lot of more upbeat pop, uh, a lot of country. You got mm. a lot of country influence in I'm there a as big, well. big country head, yeah. Big yeah. country. Does that come from your dad? I don't know. I guess so, yeah. But just like being exposed to all kinds of things, really. So I never, I don't really know much country at all, and I don't know many people that um, that listen to country, other than musicians. Yeah, true. Musicians, a lot of musicians listen to country. Well, maybe it's like an Aussie thing. Like in America, country is just like the thing. It's pretty staple, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it's just like that's just what you do, and like any even pop music, it's like it's got country flavors. So like you know, it's all kind of like that. But. Um, I think I like it because of the songwriting, you know, because it's all about the songs and they okay. speak for themselves and it's very like emotional at times. And, you know, you, you kind of think country of this is this like, you know, you think people like cowboys and it's all like, you know, you don't show your emotions and it's all this kind of stuff, but it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> 
Would, yeah. would it be just now, like when you're looking at um, in this day and age and, and with Spotify mm. um, and then, you know, all these artists that are looking to uh, carve something out for themselves. Yeah. A lot of these, these genres are now splintering off. A lot of them are just kind of moving into cross, a lot of crossovers to the point where is there any real need to even have genres anymore? Or could it just be this is you do this music, you do that music. It's it's very specific to you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like lots of people, yeah, they they draw party lines between, you know, different things. Like, oh, no, I like pop music. And then, no, I love metal. And then, like, anything else is, like, shit as a result. And it's yeah. like, mm, I don't think it should be like that. Like, it, it's all derived from the same. Maybe, like, once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, music, music is... it's music right it's just yeah sounds that you hear that would yeah it's like elicit- w- invisible waves through the air that just like go yeah. into your ears and then, that elicits you know. something something that that brings something primal out of you yeah Some, yeah something emotional but yeah no the whole the whole genre thing i think um yeah i, I suppose that once upon a time like people didn't really have much choice mm. in what they listen to i guess yeah. like you look at back in the in the 50s and 60s um when with, i don't know would that be when Rock and roll was kind of probably yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and it was that was that was the sound right that was mm. what everyone listened to mm-hmm. at the time, um, and then it just evolved. It, it was more like one sound that was evolving. Yeah, and then it just splintered off to the point where, I guess like maybe in the eighties, it really started to seventies and eighties. It started to diverge quite a lot to the point now where. Um, there's uh, genres and subgenres and subgenres and that, and then and then yeah. a lot of crossover to the mm. point where, and then you're talking about like with musicians how that they would also just do collaborations with yeah. musicians from you know complete opposite ends of the, yeah. the music spectrum as mm. well. Yeah, I think even like rock and roll, like it, before that, like you'd, people would just listen to the radio and just like you know classical music and stuff like that. And I think I'd miss the whole the nostalgia and the beauty of like vinyl records and yeah. then just like, you know, like Elvis has come out with a song. You have to like go down to the shop and like buy this thing and you play it and it's just like, wow, I'm hearing this for the first time. I love that part of it. Um, but yeah, that's the thing, hey. Yeah, appreciation for music has changed quite a lot as well. It'd be the same as like, I'd liken it to um, what you just said when we used to go to Blockbuster to have to go and like that was so exciting, right? Like, you know, having the opportunity to, 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 it's like, it's like a field trip going into mm. where movies are. Like, you know, if you're going to go and buy a record and um, it would force you to really want to sit down and, and listen <laughs> yeah, to the whole to thing choose, from yeah. start to finish, you couldn't yeah. really necessarily skip tracks. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a matter of like putting it, just grabbing a song off Spotify mm. or just whatever, whatever it recommends, playing it like, nah, skip. Nah, it's good. Well, that's part of like the whole mass devaluing of music, you know, like people don't buy music anymore <laughs> and you can just skip songs and like, eh, like, and that's, that's the real kind of shit thing. Like even like albums, people don't make albums anymore because they're too long form. Mm. People can't hold their, you know, their attention for more than three minutes. Usually one yeah. song, people aren't going to be listening for 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. There was an interview with Ed Sheeran when he was talking about how he, um, figured out how to to crack the the spotify algorithms yeah and the way he wrote music by just putting the hook right at the start you know when people are just uh, when you got to capture that. straight away yeah, yeah yeah so you just put the meaty part at the start so now with 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 something 
like Spotify, mm. <clears throat> your music would now, all of the music that you release that's out there yeah. for people to listen, would it just be more like how a movie would release a trailer? Yeah, right? true. It's like, this is what I can do, right? Yeah, like almost yeah. like a, a showreel. Yeah. Um, and if you want to experience my music, you'll have to come and see it live. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always like that like 15 second thing, you know, <laughs> like if yeah. you don't capture someone in 15 seconds and they probably won't go to the next stage and actually listen to the song. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part just to like get people in with that little amount of time. And I feel like that's kind of like, you feel like a bit of a fraud sometimes because you're like, I'm trying to sell you something here, but I maybe I don't believe it either. <laughs> so how do you combat that? Well, that's, I, I'm still working that out. I feel like lots of people are just like, they're good at being in front of a camera and selling themselves in a way. But the, the kind of purest musicians are like, oh, the music will speak for itself. And, you know, if I build it, they will come mentality, yeah. which I think I'm kind of stuck in at the, at the moment. And it's, I don't know, like, what are you? I mean, probably, I don't know, man. I mean, they're probably not wrong. They're not wrong that if you, like, there's, there's always going to be uh, a segment of a market that that is defying the broader populace, mm. right? Um, the ones that would are willing to to give something else a go for if if nothing else for the benefit of just wanting to try something different. Mm. Um, it's definitely a harder area to break into because how do you find them? How do you reach them? Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like doing what I do. I know so much music and so many people that are doing this kind of thing that to me, it feels really oversaturated. But like, if you look at the larger scale of, you know, total population, there's like 0.0 something percent mm. that do what I do. So I think it's a perspective thing. It's like, I feel like I'm one in a million people doing this, trying to build up their music and like climb the ladder and be someone. But it is a very small industry so how what what would what, what would be the process for that so once someone has decided or i don't even know if decision is the right the right word it's it's something mm. that you probably uh it would just naturally just happen right like if you budding young artists has decided or at least has put themselves in a position where they can potentially make something of this yeah you know what, what are the steps what is the the first thing that they will have to do to get that process going that um well i mean you have to have music out so it's just like you need to record and like even you don't even have to hone your skills in anything because nowadays you can just like get in a studio and piece it all together yeah because there's no i mean there's really no formal education so to speak right a lot of it is just self-initiated you can go get your classes and whatever else yeah like i did a music degree like i did half a music degree and i was like eh, probably not for me yeah. and i haven't thought about it for you know 10 years what would be <laughs> the point of a music degree i know like even at the time 10 years ago people were always like oh it's just a piece of paper you know like if you're not going to be a teacher or a professional in that academia or something then don't worry. Yeah. And it still holds true now. Like, I feel like the only reason why you do that is to meet other people. Yeah. And that's how you can then get the ball rolling. So you can like create a band and then you can like record that stuff and then do gigs, you know? So I feel that's the way to do it. I feel like if you were just by yourself, not knowing how to start, it would be debilitating because you're just looking at people on TikTok going like, oh yeah, I want to do that. But I have no idea how to like do that or start that. Yeah. And I feel like I've, I was like that, like as a 10-year-old seeing gigs and being like, I want to do that. 
Well, and then just, just being like, I want to do that. And then not knowing what to do, <laughs> you know? You're gigging quite a lot, right? So Yeah, tons. That that in itself is how you would be doing your promotion, your self-promotion, trying to yeah. trying to generate a following through that. Mm. But with that in itself, you need to have something even before you even can even start gigging, right? So it's yeah, it's yeah. just creating content, right? Like mm. so I'm just putting putting your music out there. And I think it's always been anything, but I'm not sure if it's a recent thing where if you want a gig, even if it's like a public covers gig, people want to see you beforehand. Usually you can just call out and be like, oh yeah, I'll do a gig. And they go, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Sunday, one o'clock, you know. But lots of the time it's like, I need like, I need photos. I need like promo stuff. You know, have you got a website? Have you got this? Have you got that? It's like, you need like a whole list of things before people will like actually give you a shot. Yeah, that's really and it's almost like an audition, which is kind of like, it's just a, like a little like bar gig. Dude, that's know? really interesting about music as well is how much of it is not about the music. Yeah. Where um, you know, as a visual artist, you can really hide behind the work. You can get by mm. without having any kind of uh, public facing persona. Well, yeah, it doesn't like, there's no, you don't show your face with that kind of stuff. Like, you don't, you don't have itself, to. You I mean, she's a Daft Punk. Which that's yeah. pretty impressive how they managed to do that. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, like, yeah, as, you know, visual artists can hide behind their work, and all the the work that they put out in promotion is strictly just their work. Mm. So you know, like on the the socials, it's um, it, it's it's almost in in a lot of cases a hundred percent their work, and and when times when they're putting uh, something more personal. Um, whether it be just shit that they're doing today mm. that's not work related, um, people don't give a fuck about that. They I just know. want to see the work. Yeah. Whereas it, it's almost the opposite for music. That it's it's yeah. more to do with. Um, was it, would it be more to do with you and not so much your music? What, what do I you think? Reckon? It's a bit of both. I think you have to have this this balance between like who you are and what your story is and you know where you came from <laughs> and the actual music. Maybe not so much now because you can just kind of do whatever with your, you know, social media. But you, people need to know who you are. And I feel like I've always struggled with like being on camera, being like, hey guys, like, eh, I'm doing this and it just feels fake, you know. Mm. But yeah, you definitely need both. I feel like there's no one out there whose music that you know who doesn't have an Instagram account that like post something. No way, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very much uh, a public facing figure. It yeah, very yeah. much is so. And I feel like sometimes you want to have that mystique about it where it's like, oh, I don't want people to know my like personal shit. And I think lots of people do that, but I don't know if that works because people see through it, you know? Yeah. There's, and, and you can't really manufacture it either because mm. uh, they see through that. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. I think that's what I struggle with as well. Like you can be yourself, but then it's like, how much of you, how much is it, is it you being yourself or you being performative? Mm. It's like a social way to make people like you. It's it's a weird thing. You just be like, just come to the gig. You'll like you'll like it. Just come. Just come, dude. You know, yeah. they're like people be like, oh, uh, mm, mm, not sold. You know, <laughs> do I have to pay for it? Uh, nah, I don't feel like it. You know, oh, it's at nine p.m. Oh, it's a bit late. You know, like there's just so many things, especially with music, because it's always like in the evening. It's on like weeknights and stuff like that. But it's like it's the first thing that people have like you know, an excuse to be like... Mm. There's barriers, dude. There's a lot of barriers when you're trying to um, sell yourself as a musician. Mm. Like like you were saying that 
it, you need to have something that's so captivating mm. for them that um, they're willing to not just give up their money, yeah. but the time and there's just no, there's a lot of friction. And that's the thing, like you get stuck because you're just like, oh, well, it's going to be too hard. So just like, I'll just keep, I'll just go on autopilot and just keep doing what I'm doing. And I think lots of people do that, which is what we we're talking about before about the whole giving up thing. <laughs> you know, like I think that's, it's like that, it's not giving up it completely, but it's that like, it, yeah, autopilot thing. And I feel like lots of people do that. And you can't really do that. You can't. You can't do it as a musician. I yeah. think that there's, you, you've always got to, there's that level of having to to stay relevant and top of and mind. And you have to fulfill your own like dream as well. Yeah. Like I don't think being like, you know, this big pop star is going to make you feel any better about yourself generally. It's just about like what is good for you? How are you going to feel good about it? If you're happy doing bar gigs and stuff like that, Awesome. I, I feel that way too. I'll get to like a Sunday and be like, sick. I can like play for three hours and just do some random stuff, you know, yeah. and I'm kind of happy with that. What would be, what would be long-term for this? Because when you're saying that, like if you were to be a big pop star, there's, well, there's no going back from well, that either, right? Yeah. I, I mean, think, yeah, I see it from every angle in that regard, you know, like you can be a big pop star and traveling the world and doing a hundred gigs a year, mm. but how quickly would that get old and how much are you giving up for that as yeah, well? yeah right? and i like, feel that's the thing you see these big personas you're like wow it must be so sick but it's like they're probably not having a great time <laughs> you know like they got a massive schedule like there's fame that comes with it that has its own issues like you're earning money like sick that's awesome but like i feel like you can get by with not a lot and we're like tricked into this false sense of like you have to earn a lot to have a good life and all this kind of stuff and have a nice house and a nice car so what do you get? What's 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 your joy and your fulfillment for music? What would be an optimal way for you to to live with music for for the rest of the days? Even what I'm doing now is fine. Just <clears throat> playing gigs, covers gigs, the occasional original gig. I'll play for this band, Fools. It's like mm. a big Americana thing. It's fun. Like we do festivals and stuff. And I think that's the thing. Like I'd be happy with that. And just earning the same amount of money that I'm earning now. I think I'm just, I'm in that thing. Cause I'm, I'll never not like playing music. I think yeah. that's the thing. Everyone who I know has been doing it for years and years and they're like, you know, in their fifties or something, they're just like, oh, I just like playing gigs. And that's all it really is. I feel like you can maybe get to a stage where you just don't find it fun anymore. It's like, okay, cool. We'll do something else. But the, I don't think I'll ever not like it. It's just gigs is the ultimate. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, there's definitely gigs that you go like, oh God, here, like I have to drive like, two hours out to this thing and play this fucking, you know, but that they're just like few and far between. It's always like once you're there set up playing, you're like, Oh cool. I can actually do this for a living. Sweet. You know? Yeah. So do you record? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do lots of home stuff like demos and things like that. I've got a new song that's in the works at the moment. Yeah. Cool. Um, hopefully it should be out like in the springtime, I guess, hopefully. Yeah. But it's been the, first one in maybe like yeah nearly two years yeah wow was that, that was fire mm. that was yeah the, well that was like maybe six months ago yeah which was just like a live version of like an original that i hadn't released before mm -hmm. but this one would be like a studio recorded track how long does it take you to to put together a track well it could be real quick i feel like it could be quicker because i'm i'm like always like tinkering away changing things yeah but i yeah it's quick 
I think because I kind of play lots of instruments as well, I can kind of just build it up and be like, okay, cool, the drum part goes like this and I can like put a bit of bass down and yeah. stuff like that and it comes together pretty quickly. But it's only a demo. Like I couldn't release stuff like that. So it just, it, it takes like getting into the studio and, yeah, you know, which I, yeah, that's like the, the work aspect of it. But that's fun. Like that's the whole thing of it. Yeah, you know? it's just part of that process. Yeah. But yeah, no, it can be quick. It can be long, but this one is on the longer side. I think I did a session for it in like July last year and then I just, it kind of sat on it for a little while, but it's, it's coming out. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the, um, the, the production side of things then, would it be, how hard is it for you to get to a point where like, all right, this, I'm there, I'm there or yeah. I've struggled with that a lot. Like I feel like I've released a few songs and you always listen back and you go, ah, oh, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if that's just me, but there's like so many things that I do, even if like, you know, I've just released a video or like just a short form thing. I kind of watch it. I'm like, oh, I don't really like it. Yeah. But I don't know if that's me just like listening to it. Cause you have to listen to things like a hundred times plus. Yeah. And then do I know what the difference is? I don't know. Could it be better? You know, it's like tasting something and being like, I don't know what it needs, you know? And then you just end up being like, it doesn't taste like anything anymore. I felt that's maybe a, a universal thing. Yeah, universal. There's, there's. I, I would always question whether or not I'm being nitpicky versus just being shit scared of putting something. And out. I think that's a thing. That's what it is. Hey. Yeah. Because because a lot of people aren't going to hear what you hear. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Like hearing something for the first time is like going to be the best thing ever. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. You can always change things. Be like, oh no, I, I'll, I'll redo the vocal in this part because it needs a different you know, different emotion attached to it. But it's like, who the fuck cares? You just got to get rid of it. I think that's a thing. And put it out. Yeah. I think that's like a, a solely creative thing as well. Just like just putting it out. I feel like the thing that is in our way is ourselves. Yeah, man. There's, there is that, that vulnerability. And um, yeah, in, in terms of music, there is a lot of yourself that you're putting out there. Not, not in terms of just the, you're having your creativity critiqued. Um, but like I was saying, visual artists can hide behind their work, mm. whereas musicians, you can't. You know, yep, it's, yep. Your, it's it is your voice, it's your face, and it's such a think. subjective thing. You could be Very. like, "This is the best thing I've ever done," and someone be like, "Meh, I don't know." I kind of like the first thing you did. It's, it was like a bit more like, you know, chill and like um, raw. <laughs> yeah, and because you're constantly drawing inspiration from, like you were saying, from life, and, yeah. and you spend your life learning developing maturing mm. so naturally your, your your influences are going to be you're going to be changing in the output of that not just your music but the way you communicate with the people around you the way you conduct yourself is always going to change so and it's not for everyone you know like you think no. of like someone like coldplay who like their first two albums were like big smash hits and everyone's like oh my god these guys are great but mm. like they've had such a long career that they've changed over time yeah they become more pop and they have this big stadium thing going and like their diehard fans are always going to be like, oh, this sucks. Like, you should just do something that you did before. But it's like, you can't expect people to be the same. Yeah. And as they mature, they're early. I mean, geez, when did Coldplay first come out? So that would have been... It was like 2000, maybe. Like 1999, yeah, maybe. Think, oh, yeah, maybe around about that, wasn't it? I think it? that's when their first album came out. So you're talking 20 years, right? So that they've matured in, and grown in, in a certain way and their fans would have not necessarily have grown yeah, in, that, yeah. in that same way as well. So there is going to be that. And you see that and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to fucking release whatever I want to release. And if you don't like it, 
no worries. But that should be that should always be the uh, the mindset, and that was one of the reasons why <clears throat> we're starting this and doing doing a podcast. Is I've always enjoyed just chatting with people, especially with different creators, just trying to yeah. pick their brain. Um, and I've always uh, had I've always been able to hide behind my work. So when recording, I, I hate putting always hated putting my face up yeah. there. Um, I'm the same. In something that like people who see your face constantly, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I thought, gives a fuck, right? yeah. Like, that's, yeah. yeah, just just put it out there, and um, that's so good that you're doing this. I reckon. Yeah, thanks. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see the whole plethora of other people. Yeah, the whole library. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, I, I have no idea where this is gonna go. There's a few people that will help just get the ball rolling. Mm. Um, I want to see just the, the the spread and the array of different creatives as well and yeah. and just move in and parlay into different industries and um yeah. I think for me it'd be interesting to hear other people having the same ideas that I have that I you feel like you're the only one that has <laughs> you know like they're doing the whole thing of like oh I don't want to like action this thing because I'm a bit like you know there's I been like- so many commonalities that already just speaking with, yeah. with different people not not just even prior to doing this um, but all the meetings and just all the catch-ups that I've had. Yeah. Um, but most definitely now when starting this, I've just became more cognizant of, um, you know, when, you know, I've, I gave you a brief saying that these are the touch points, right? These are the mm. things that we may or may not cover, but just have a yeah. think about this. And then when speaking with the people before coming on or um, just shooting the shit, there have been a lot of of commonalities mm. in their approach to the work. And a lot of it is coming from um, a place of um, fear, I want to say. Fear yeah. Or, yeah, fear There's of... insecurity as well. Insecurity. And I feel like in this kind of environment, you, you feel a bit more vulnerable to like release that kind of stuff. And then you, you watch back and you're like, oh, <laughs> I yeah, didn't realise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of getting comfortable with it. So, yeah. you know, I think that the more, the more, for me personally, the more of these I do, the more comfortable I want to feel doing it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm speaking with people that I've spoken with before, you know, we're just, just talking. Right? Yeah. So yeah. now it's maybe a little bit more, um, not orchestrated, but, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking on specific shit rather than just yeah. talking garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there certainly is more, um, there, 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 no, there's, there's common themes in um, how a creative would approach their work. And mm. it doesn't even, it's, it's not exclusive to, the the industry or the field that they're in yeah like you know yeah. th- there is certain like you were saying the that um insecurity the um the inadequacy as yeah. well and yeah. the um don't know whether or not that's just to do with creative people or just people in just general in general, in general yeah. yeah but it is it, it's a comforting thought knowing that other people are going through the same thing i think yeah. like because it's easy to be like oh no this isn't working i'm just gonna like give up and stop but like it is nice to to see that and be like, oh, cool. It's not just me. Great. No, it certainly isn't, man. And, you know, I wanted to you know, chat with you about it because you're one of the people that I know that are completely comfortable with doing what it is that you're doing. At least at mm. least on the surface, it just seems that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I was saying that you, you would have this... Um, it's not... Uh, there, there was no lack of confidence not to say that you were um overconfident yeah but there was no lack of confidence in you just saying okay this is what i'm doing 
mm. and I'm just going to, what are the things that I need to do to be able to make this, make this work and yeah, just go yeah. on with it. There was no um, unnecessary pressure to, um, again, just seemingly, this is how it mm. looks on mm. the outside. There yeah. was no pressure. Maybe that's the whole orchestrated thing. Maybe it is, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it, it, it didn't seem that, you know, that you were putting unnecessary pressure on yourself to have to achieve certain things by, you know, a certain mm. certain time. Because um, life gets away from you, man. Like, you just pass and you're just like, oh, what have I done, <laughs> you know? Dude, and you're like, when when you're 30, how soon now? Like a couple of next Next few month, weeks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you're, you're about to hit a real good point. Um, I can't wait, dude. It's gonna be the best. 30s, 30s are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's that's. I, I wish I used those opportunities and and had a had a different mindset. Yeah. To it all, and like even 30s. where I'm at now, I think like oh, 10 years ago, what would I be doing differently? And I'm like, eh, like maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe that was a decade of just like working it out and like this yeah. sort of thing. Maybe I'll think that when I'm 40 and be like, oh, maybe I should have done, done that different. You know, 100 percent, man. I think that there's 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 um, not enough. Uh, credit given to the journey and the process of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where you arrive at the end, it's thanks to that discovery bit. It's thanks yeah. to a lot of the the um, the fuck-ups mm. along the way mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that I know for me that I put a lot of pressure on those and used them and didn't use them as opportunities and, and um, wore them too much and, mm. and had them as reflections of myself instead of being like, hey, you know what? If you just stumbled there, maybe use that as, as an opportunity to, to grow from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't even realize it half the time. You know, you just like, if you think back, you're like, oh, that one moment is where I'm, is why I'm here right now. Yeah. Like, I didn't think of that at the time. It was just like, eh, I'll just like make that choice like in the fork in the road, you know? Yeah. And it's the attitude towards towards those moments as well. Um, yeah. There's, 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 just, there's just opportunities everywhere. Yeah. I was reading um, The Obstacles the Way. Oh, cool. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. And I was, I love all that kind of stuff. Mm. But there was one part last night about, um, yeah, it's, uh, who said it? Like Richard Branson was just like, you know, it's like, Opportunities are like a bus, you know. Like yeah. There's always going to be one coming. Always. Along. always so yeah. I think that's a good thought to have. Yeah, and man, and I've definitely dwelled so much on ones that I've missed, um, but there was no point because that that. Were... You don't want regrets, though. Oh. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I don't want to look back and be like, "Fuck!" Like you know, that's just a matter of perspective as it well. It definitely is, but like I think about it now, just being like, "Oh, will I be happy with that?" You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. There's, there's because there's so much that's out of your control. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially when you know you're you're timing like you know when you're putting. So for example, like going back to the um, when you were on the Voice, mm. the timing of that it wasn't it wasn't favorable. Yeah, but well, I, I couldn't have done shit to change that. So no, like, you couldn't have. You couldn't yeah. have. But then in, in in retrospect, like what would have? How different would things be now? And would they necessarily be for the better? As if well. I think about it, if it was any different, I'd still be here in the same place. Yeah, I mean, most, I mean, you look, know. definitely, definitely, yeah, there's, that's that possibility. But then, you know, you think about all the, because um, you were saying that what you love to do is gigging. That's, that's, that's where you find your joy yeah, in your work. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you were to have um, a bigger star coming out from, from a, a show like that, mm. would it have taken that away? 
from you? And would you have mm. to be curating um, your your you know your your presence, your profile differently? Yeah. That's an interesting question, actually. But it didn't really happen, so <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So yeah. it is it is what it is. Yeah. No, nah, man. It's um. Yeah, I think the music as a career pursuit. Mm. Um, yeah, it's always been something that um, I would you know observe from from a distance. I mean, like that's that's got to be one of the hardest creative outlets. Oh, it's fucking tough. Yeah, but it's also easy at the same time. Because when you just know, you kind of know. You're like, oh, cool, I'm going to do this, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> but it'll it is that pressure, you know, that constant pressure to like. Literally having to perform. Yeah. And just yeah. like make something of yourself. Like, uh, it, it has to be this big thing, but it's really not, <laughs> you know? So It's not, but man. But it's easy for me to say that as well. To be like, oh, you just do it. And it's like... Oh, has whatever. your mindset shifted? Has it changed much over the over the years of you? Yeah. I mean, I think when I was like in my early 20s, I was like, oh, I want to be famous, you know? Like, this is going to be a thing. And I feel like man, I still have that now. I, I welcome it if it comes. Sure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not like living or dying by that. What is it about? What is it about that? What is it about the the fame that would attract musicians? It's just the being heard part, you know. And yeah. I think you just you see people that you love musically growing up, and you're like, oh, I want to do that. Like, I guess that that's what that means to be successful. Yeah. And that's like anything, you know. It's like, what is successful? What are you happy? That's with? that's the thing, right? Like, what's your metric of success? Yeah, yeah. And I think as I get older, I'm kind of just like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's like it's gonna happen. Just have fun. And even like coming into this podcast, it was kind of like, oh, I don't really have much to say. But then I was like, actually, I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of cool shit, you know, mm. and I wouldn't change that. And I haven't, I've put effort in, but like it just happened. Yeah. So it's just like, just go through it. It's, that's let it. it just like, let you know, it in, like, you know. You take on one step, that oppo- then that creates all the opportunities and yeah. you just sit on that and you figure out what's... Uh, yeah. What the next one is. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah. No, man. But I think that with the, the, the fear side, of, um, the fear, the fame side of things, I think that there's, it, I mean, from, from what we see, it looks, it looks pretty, pretty glamorous and, um, mm. should be the, the pinnacle or, you know, the, the more definitive metric of your success. But then it's also like, when are you giving up? Yeah. Because once you're, and that's what I was saying, like, you can't really go back from there because once it's, I feel as though that once you're like your image is owned by the public mm-hmm. that there's the whole you don't they don't give that up mm. right so you can't get that back yeah it's true yeah and I, I I see that from a you know where I'm at now and I'm kind of like eh, I'd be happy if it never happened because it would just be like two you know more money more problems kind of thing yeah so I'm not really fussed. Double-edged sword though, because you've got to put yourself out there. I know, you? I know. But you just kind of have to accept that it is what it is and just like, if people like it, sick. If they don't, mm. I'll be sad. No, <laughs> but you know, it's that, that that kind of thing. So when's uh, when's this new new track coming out? Hopefully in like maybe October. Mm-hmm. I'm What's... not sure. It, I was meant to be out earlier, but like we're going to the States in a couple yeah. of weeks for like two months. So it's kind of like, I can't do anything. There. You can be gigging while you're overseas? No. Just full-blown holiday. Well, it'd be good because I kind of need a break vocally, you know. Okay. But um, we'll see what we can do. Like in terms of visa and stuff, you can't technically work. But and I think they're pretty crazy with that stuff, aren't they? They'll be like, oh, we saw on your Instagram that you were like singing a thing. Yes, it's You're good. being deported now. <laughs> yeah. Have them pay you in beers. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, we'll do something like open mics and stuff like that. I feel like yeah. that'd be fun because we're going to go to Nashville. You got I people up it. there? Huh? You got people up there? Not really like friends of friends, yeah. but we're kind of just like doing it ourselves. But it would just be fun just to get up and have a sing and, you know. You're going to hit up Kelly? <laughs> yeah, see what she's doing. <laughs> she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Security? <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I think it'll just be a fun little getaway. Yeah. Yeah. This um this track, what's the what's the influence? Well, it's kind of like country. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pop form kind of thing. Matt Corby is a big kind of influence. Yeah. So it'll be kind of like that. He's a bit folky, isn't he? Not folky. Yeah. 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 So it'll be that kind of thing. Cool. But it's just like yeah, storytelling. Yeah. Which is just what I try to do. Would you ever want to put together an album? Yeah, I, that's the idea. Okay. I feel like in it's the single culture now, just like yeah. one short piece of work every time. And you can do that and put them together into an album, but it's not really cohesive because you're always going to have different yeah. things. But I've always loved the idea of just like getting into a room with musos and just like doing a full thing, which I think I want to do. Maybe next year I'll do that. Yeah. Just write a few songs and then, yeah, just get all in and get the same people so it's got the same influence, same flavor and do that. You've but that's, been, that's the idea. You've been playing with the same band for a bit? A little bit, but I play with so many other people that it's just kind of like, you know, it's whatever goes. It's just whatever sound that you want to... Yeah, and I'm lucky that I can pick and choose as well. Mm. And it's kind of just like, that's how it is. No one feels weird about it. It's just like, oh, cool. It's just a... It's a it's a job. It's a gig. So where can people find you? What are your socials? Um, Insta, Alex Wabry. Um, It's all just Alex Wabry everywhere. Um. I will be posting more eventually as time yeah. goes on. That's always the thing. It's just like fucking hard to get on top of it. But yeah, that's that's my thing. Um, yeah. You gigging any time before you go? Um, I've got a few like public gigs and stuff like that over the weekend, but like nothing crazy. When you come back, you got anything lined up? Yeah. This will probably be out. You'll be you'll be away one. Yeah. When this yeah. is out. So. Yeah. So I'll be back September. Um, yeah, lots of stuff happening from then, but yep. I'll just be posting about it and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. We'll make sure we share that as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks. Dude, I appreciate you coming down, man. Thanks, Always dude. Always good to hang out, man. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a wrap. Yeah.